Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Chairman Jamie Howe, Ho Chi Minh, Asif Din, Vaslav Havel, Graham Savel, No Surrender, Percy Fender, Guerrilla Cricket. Hello and a warm welcome back to our gorgeous Gorilla Alpine Lodge. I'm Tony Bishop One and I'm huddling around the Yule Fire. With the three big cheese, the two big cheeses, the uh, Grand Fromages, the Capo de Tutti Capos themselves of Gorilla Cricket. Roused from winter hibernation, the bear. Yeah, looking rather fat. <laughs> Wait till after Christmas, mate. Yeah, and of true. course, Gorilla Hendo. Looking equally fat, I would say. Um, but uh, it's great to be here with you you all in this uh, Yuletide, Yuletide extravaganza. Oh, indeed. Indeed, indeed. indeed. And. Uh, well, Hendo, um, you're up first for your highlights, and um, yours, I think, takes us back to Malahide and some comedy comedy capers. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's a little bit self-indulgent because it's uh, my first commentary on the uh, game that we did live, the uh, Ireland-Pakistan uh, uh, test match, the inaugural test for, for Ireland. Um, but uh, after a sort of day of waiting through the rain and wibbling a lot, we finally got action on the second morning. And we couldn't really have expected such a dramatic opening to the game. It, it was astonishing. And from a commentator's perspective, it was, it was great. It, it, it wasn't a sort of letdown. It wasn't an anti-climax. Um, there was so much in that one ball to enjoy and appreciate. Um, it was just a, just a marvellous moment. Something of a family tradition, wasn't it, featuring um, an Al Huck? Indeed, the Ilhaks, uh, they're well-renowned, I suppose. Well, certainly um, Uncle Ilhak. Um, Inzamam, of course, uh, has uh, regularly um, kept us interested between the wickets. Uh, but this was his uh, nephew, Imam, uh, making his test debut. And uh, he got into all sorts of trouble when they thought there was going to be a run on the, in the, on the first ball. And it was, uh, it, was, it was very gratifying. And for that first ball of our live broadcast, if you could have chosen between that... The, or the middle wick, uh, the middle stump, cartwheeling backwards on ball one, you'd have still have picked the moment that actually happened, would you? Yeah, I think so because um, 
it won't always have been great for someone like Tim Mercer to rip out the middle stump on uh, with Ireland's first ball in Test cricket. Um, but in terms of of what happened, I mean, once once you've seen the uh, middle stump ripped out, there's not much more to describe, is there? But uh, there was just so much going on with this particular run. Uh, I mean, it just was never ending. Physios, umpires, everyone seemed to be involved. Well, to misquote uh, a football manager, you can only commentate on what's in front of you. It's very true, and, <laughs> and there was a lot going on in front of and me. And you did it quite magnificently. Here it is. It's Tim He pulls it fast. It's Tim and finally he gets to play a test at last. He does indeed, and he's going to be bowling to, uh, well, uh, this man for Pakistan. We'll just hang on with his jingle, because just in case the first ball comes, uh, we don't want it to come in the middle of uh, the jingle. Three uh, we've got three, the yeah, three slips in the gully. A man at uh, widish mid-off, uh, backward point, uh, uh, quite deep. A mid-wicket, a mid-on, and a man down at long leg. That is the, the field for the first ball in Irish Test cricket history. Murta stretches, indeed, at uh, the end of his run. And uh, Azarali just uh, walks down the pitch, gives it a little bit of a prod. Um, very experienced batsman, and one of the best in the world, I would say, as uh, Murta it's about to bowl. Everyone is absolutely silent. Here he comes in past the umpire. Bowls a rather loopy full ball. They're going to get a run, though. And uh, they have to hurry. And an enormous collision between wicketkeeper uh, Imamul Haq running to the danger end. And he's gone down without receiving a ball. He's absolutely poleaxed. What drama at the beginning of this first test in uh, Ireland. Um, I do hope he's going to get up again. But immediately the physio is racing on. The umpires are coming in, or certainly oh, one of them no. is. Um, is he going to be curiously out of the test before he's faced a ball on debut yeah that would have been absolutely incredible wouldn't it it, it was just it was just a, a, a classic moment really i think i mean you know, when we get back to question of sport in the year 2145 what happened next what happened next obviously <laughs> i mean okay yeah. audio probably but nevertheless you know uh, i think that'd be quite uh, quite fun it was a joyous moment it was somewhere on the red button somewhere on the red button yes absolutely <laughs> absolutely true it can be found uh, well your second um uh, moment of choice is a, also has an element of comedy, I think. Um, takes us back to Lords and um, a twelfth man in a rather strange cable knit cardigan. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, that was uh, the uh, game that we also did live um, right at the end of May. We uh, inveigled our way into the BBC TMS box to uh, commentate on the Hurricane Relief match for the uh, Caribbean, uh, the West Indies against the rest of the world. And uh, Sky were also covering this. And what was great fun about it, I thought, uh, people will say it was a gimmick, but to me it was one of the funniest things I've seen on a cricket field. It was the Bicardigand, Nasser Hussain, reporting from first slip, and then deep backward square leg, and then mid-wicket, and then backward point. It was phenomenal. It was, it was just hilarious. And the, and the fact of the matter was is that, in a way... NASA made it funny because he did it completely deadpan. I mean, if he'd been joking about it, you'd have understood, you know, and you could have forgiven him for doing it. But he did it. He stuck to his task. It was almost as if you said, well, I know you've given me this bloody awful thing to do, but I'm going to see it through. A kind of determination you expected from someone like NASA, who's been captain of England. Well, I think at some point we rather thought that, um, the rest of the world team has summoned up the ghost of Valdunica because it really was, I recall, it was a very chunky knit 
not a jumper that he was well, it wearing. Well, it just unfortunately didn't take the rocking chair out there, really, wasn't yeah. it? I mean, that would have been that would have absolutely made it <laughs> or perfect. Or Paddy McGinty's goat. Indeed, absolutely. Anyway, um, once again, here is how uh, that was described. We appear to have Nasser Hussain in a cardigan fielding a backstop. Yes, that's curious, isn't it? Uh, what is he doing there? He's, he's, he's going to be filming and playing while in a cardigan. At half uh, a slip. <laughs> at half a slip. Has he got Sam Billings next to him? If I the think ball he... hits Na- uh, Nasser, is it five runs? Oh, it's a good question. It'd be more than he generally scored at Lord. <laughs> oh, no, there was that uh, three-fingered salute, well, wasn't there, to the, he, he the ran out Andrew Strauss here, Can you give us a three-fingered salute if you're out there? Uh, we're up here in the box. <laughs> it was an extraordinary, extraordinary moment on, uh, again, another extraordinary Gorilla Day. Another I certainly recall that. Yeah, Gorilla Day, that was a great day. Uh, I remember the amount of work that went into uh, yeah. making sure everything was right, ready for ball one, and uh, it was. It was indeed. There's a, a, a lot of appearances cracked to bear that day, I believe. Uh, there were. It's, it's immortalised. Underneath that bloody desk trying to get stuff plugged in. Yeah. You well, were. no, Gorilla Broadcast is, is complete without uh, the appearance of the crack to bear. No, yeah. no, you've got to have somewhere to park your bike. Indeed so. <laughs> um, well, Bear, anyway, and as we've, we've come on to, your, to you, um, I think your first moment of choice involved an angry redhead and uh, a call for cat captain. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, yeah, it was uh, the Test Series, India versus, uh, well, India in England versus uh, us. And the first Test, it was getting down to the wire again. And we called it before, and we all thought it was going to be a really close Test Series. And we, you know, uh, Cody had never thrown anything in England before. And then he got that massive innings in the first innings, and we only got him out for a run out. And it was all, and he was getting on in the second innings, and uh, he just didn't look like we were ever going to get him out. And it was really big trouble. And they were closing in, and it was a tight game, and there wasn't a lot of runs in it and they were kind of him and was it pant for going along and pandia was pandia that's it and um it looked like they might just get there and just thought if we get coley out you know this is a it's a good thing for the series b it's a good thing for england to you know to prove that they can get him out after you know last time he was a bunny to anderson and uh, and so it's a really big moment and and stokes came in he got thrown the ball they were 60, 70 runs short. He just got his 50, and then he bowled an absolute peach of an in-swinger, and it hits on the cat, and you'll hear, oh, I went totally mental, and I was so happy. And it was the one thing you thought, this series is really alive now, and, and it proved to be an amazing series, and it could have swung the other way. I mean, we won that 4-3-1. 4-1. in the end, wasn't it? Yeah. 4-1 out of a proper five-test series. Uh, yeah, exactly, but it could have quite easily switched around in a couple of Texas. It was a very close, close you know, things went on well you're absolutely right it was a um, terrific wicket and heightened by the uh, importance of the moment indeed here it was stokes in full there's no way they're not going to review this there is no way virat Kohli won't review this but i think that's plum unless Kohli's managed to get himself outside of the line uh he walked across outside off stump to try and work it into the leg side it was the in swinger from ben stokes Kohli very rarely overbalances with those but he did on that occasion has been struck uh low on the front pad he has reviewed it because of course he has but i think ben stokes has got virat Kohli. Oh, please, it's certainly, please. It's please. certainly not a no-ball. <laughs> the uh, foot is uh, splitting the line. Well, the line is splitting the foot. It angles in, it angles uh, in. Oh, no, that's plumb. Mate, that is so It looks plumb. as though this has hit him on uh, just on, off stump, ball. and uh, it's certainly not hit it. Coley was too early on the shot, overbalanced. It was a beautiful in-swing. It was very well bowled by Stokes. That's got to be out. Please be out. Please be out. Please be out. It's hit him on middle. That looks out. 
It's crushing it to The totally balanced commentary of the bear. <laughs> I was about to say you have the intelligent, articulate analysis of Knackle and the, and the, the, the roar in the background. The roar. The roar. I think it was getting really tense. You know, you could see these two going through and it wasn't a lot of runs off. And, you know, all these things in those sorts of run chases, it's it's the innings that almost gets you. It may be a tail ender who gets you over, but if they get within 10 runs, uh, you know, they're going to get there. And, and it wasn't a lot, of, you know, it wasn't a big partnership to create if they got themselves in. So and it was a big moment. I was going to say, and really in that, in that match in particular, India have been totally reliant on Virat Kohli, haven't they? Yeah, 149 I mean, in, 149 in the first innings. Well, we've been reliant on Curran in the first innings. Curran made a 60 and a 30. I think, again, he bailed us out yeah. late, later in the order. And also, as you see in one of the earlier um, uh, reviews of the year that we've done, he, he took those three wickets, didn't he, yeah. on that morning at Edgbaston that were yeah. really important on the second morning when India got off to that amazing start. Yeah, it seemed to rather bear, didn't it, set the tone for the series, that, that, that game, which, as you say, although England won... It was a one. real ding-dong of a series. I, felt it? It I mean, was. there were two one-sided victories. They beat us one-sided, and we beat them in the next game one-sided. But... Um, the other three games could have quite easily been flipped over. They could have beaten us 3-2, you know, 3-1 or whatever. It was, uh, it was a really good series. It and, was. And as we're seeing, as you know, it's a Christmas review, India have just beaten Australia in Australia. By 31, 31 runs. runs. Well, now, isn't that a coincidence? Indeed. 31 runs indeed that uh, India have just won by the score that they lost that day in, in uh, Ashburston. Indeed. A bit of so good karma there, maybe, for uh, Virat there. In the, the well, after, after absolutely. Um, absolutely. Which it must have been very difficult for him in that, that game at Ashburston to have, to have taken his team that far and have put such effort in himself and performed so well to then fall, at, as it were, the final hurdle. Well, do you think also that there was an element of, for him, he'd always been... Best batsman in the world, but can he do it in England? Yeah, can he do it when absolutely. the weather's overcast? Can he do it when the pitches are a yeah, bit, and, bit and greener? Jimmy Anderson was swinging it around corners. He had a little bit of luck, didn't he? He, he was did. dropped he, a couple he, of times. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was uh, dropped on 21, I think. You know, there's another point. In the first he, innings, he, was it? He, he yeah. was dropped on 21 in the first innings. Yeah. And could have made the whole series, so that's different. But yeah, absolutely. That's the way it goes, you know. That is uh, it's thin margins, isn't it? It is thin margins. Uh, as 31 runs is, and we were talking Indeed. about, we were talking about uh, India and Australia last night, 31 runs. The new, elitely honest <laughs> Australians. You wouldn't think, would you, that we could get through a review with Bear and Hendo together that didn't touch upon uh, stairwells and sandpaper. Let's have a listen to this. Once an Aussie captain was facing heavy defeat under the cloud. Now, they've become more honest. They've become more sporting. 
They've reinvented themselves. Does that mean we love them now, Bear? No, it doesn't. And it, what it means is that they've neutered themselves. Uh, and a bit like Michael Clark was saying, actually, didn't he? Well, he came out indeed. the other day. And I, you know, and I think the, the problem here is I think a lot of us... Uh, I mean, it happened at a very dark time in the year for us. Uh, we've been up all winter. We've been absolutely battered it by... It was the quite literally years. dark all the time we it were, we were doing it. It was dark all the yes. time we were doing And my <laughs> mind was dark. I've been, you know, I spent a lot of time awake overnight watching cricket and losing. Uh, and then we got to New Zealand, and, and our next piece will confirm <laughs> that. Uh, and then this little ray of light came through, and it just it just made me laugh because the Australians went. I mean, I, I still believe that they went totally overboard with this whole thing, banning these players for a year. But the total sort of uh, crying Aussie thing just absolutely made me giggle. Uh, and everyone was trying to. Uh, I can't even remember some of the people in the press were you know trying to justify this and and say this, and it was all so. Ugh. Hideous, hideous. Well, well, it was it was great fun. I mean, I remember going home. I think it must have been well, there must have been the, the New Zealand game earlier that day. I got home and pretty much the first thing I saw when I sat down on the sofa and put on the uh, South Africa game was was uh, Cameron Bancroft with the ball. I thought, what's, what's going on there? Surely someone's going to say something He's about this. And down his trousers. Yeah, and this <laughs> was just r- remarkable. And uh, even at tea, and not too much had been said. And I just think I, I remember saying to uh, my partner, "Well, this is going to." This is going to go. This is going to go off. And that said, I didn't expect it to go off quite to the extent that it did. And I know that a lot of the Australians, a lot of Australian uh, listeners to us, were were very downhearted about it, very downbeat about it. Messi Jez was was I deeply know. upset, and, and, we, and we thought that was. We thought I thought personally I was totally overboard, you know. And I remember sitting here, we were watching. I think Davy Warner was doing his bit, and I was like, I bet he's not going to cry. The other two have cried. <laughs> he's not going to fucking cry, is he? And then David Warner's like, and then. And I thought, if I cry out loud, if Davey Warner's going to cry, what's the world coming to? I mean, it was just, you know. Well, it was a cumulative effect, I suppose, wasn't it? Because we'd, we'd gone back to that time when Michael Clark had said to Jimmy Anderson, get ready for a broken, broken back yeah. arm and, and, and all that. And there'd been a lot of, had come out in the press. There was talk about Warner. Well, there was Warner with, with Bairstow, the various things that he'd said yeah, to Bairstow that we still don't room, quite know what. There was uh, the punch route going back. Well, that's going back, uh, going going back a few years. But also you had the... Um, uh, and you had these various things going off with, uh, with Johnny Bairstow's head butt in the, of Cameron Bancroft oh, yes. in the yeah, uh, bar yeah, in Perth every, as well. Everybody so it was, to be it was almost head, like yeah. there was a sense of, if we're talking of karma before with Virat Kohli, it was a sense of, of, of Australian karma there. And of course, who's going to enjoy Australian bad karma more than um, uh, English no, bad well, <laughs> fans? I always yeah, think yeah. it's a little sad that Morning Morkel took five, five for probably 30 or 40 that day and Everyone forgets that. Yeah. <laughs> no oh, one well, will remember course, that. You know, it's, it's that thing. They'll uh, remember stairwells. They muted themselves. Look at them now, you know. Yeah, and we also, we've got to say, um, you know, what great work by Jeff Perkins, who came up with that jingle. Oh, the, the ball tampering Bancroft. It was the anthem for the year, as and far as I'm concerned. And he came up with it within 24 hours, Yeah, I incredibly oh. quick. So uh, go, those are the wonders. Hats off to you and happy Christmas, Hats off. Man. If I had a hat, I'd take it off to you. Absolutely Absolutely. Brilliant. Well, interestingly, there seems to be a theme. There's, there's, there's a bit of a comedy or... or, or Either the darker or more amusing side of cricket seems to be common to both of you. And you actually picked as your last highlight the same mm. occasion. Mm. And it happened to be the day that um, Craig Overton top scored for England, scoring 60% of the team's runs. Who wants to take that one and talk a little bit about it? Well, I, I mean, it was, it, was, it was kind of hilarious, but it, you felt like you'd, uh, a burden had been lifted after Australia. And we went straight into the New Zealand tests. And uh, in, well, we didn't go straight into them. We had some uh, one day or whatever beforehand. But uh, once we got into them, the very notion that we were getting up after seeing England lose 4-0 in Australia 
and and then seeing England collapse before lunch in in no more than twenty overs. It was twenty overs, fifty eight runs. At one point, I think we were what twenty seven for nine. Yeah. It it was. I found it hilarious because it was a kind of hysteria um, in the sense that if, if if Australia had done that to us, I'd have been distraught. I probably would, hadn't wouldn't have recovered by now. But because it was New Zealand, everyone kind of likes New Zealand, don't they? Uh, since the certainly since the McCullum years, um, you, you you kind of just enjoyed the spectacle of it in a way. There was that. I mean, I really couldn't give a shit. There was New Zealand. Good luck to them. You know, <laughs> it was it was after a really long winter. We've been spanked by the Aussies. It was really depressing. And the the, the the thing that I always remember about this, and the dark thing about it, is that we come in here and we thought, oh god, we've got two tests to go, and then it's the end. We've done however many days we did over winter. It was it was terribly stressful. And uh, we got here. England were bowled out 58 before lunch on the first day. And you thought this test is going to be over in three days. Sweet, we're going to have some two days sleep. And then we sat here for the next two days. And the next day, I think we had about 10 overs play. And we had to sit here till about 5, 6.30 in the morning. Because you had to sit here till the day was over to say, right, we're, we're going to go home. There's no more cricket. And then the day after that, I think the entire day was thrown off. They didn't get a single ball. And we sat here. I'm not even sure we went on air. I think we tweeted out that uh, we'll be on air when they if there's a there's, a, there's any play there's any you know chance of any play and then about five thirty six thirty again in the morning they called it off so we just sat here the whole night everyone sort of passing out and going Ugh. and uh, it was just it was coming towards the end of the winter it was, it was just dark days but yeah it was almost like it, it was like you could see the the light at the end of the tunnel but that that test match ripped it from your sight it, it, for a little it, while it, it, you know in the second test match it had kind of been possible because yeah. you've gone okay well after this it doesn't really matter but yeah. you knew this, there was this one and then there was the next one afterwards and we were about to get slaughtered in this in a two-match test series and then it turns out that obviously the kiwis did that amazing last day stand and uh denied us victory in the second to get a series you know they've, that was a good test match to be well. fair they've had an extremely good year they, yeah. Seem yeah. To, they seem to do a lot of their cricket under the radar but they've uh played two one two in terms of test series this yeah. year including winning uh, uh, in the UAE up against, Park, team. against they're, Pakistan, they're, they're so they're, they are a good team. Some of their parts, and they've got Kane Williams, and he's a you know, and it just proves top quality batsman. It's a quality of a of a guerrilla commentator to be able to laugh at themselves and yeah, our absolutely. and our and our national team. You have to take if it, it on. If, if it takes <laughs> that, indeed. Well, let's have a little listen to uh, how some of that panned out. How does he speak? It's really small, but he's got a wicket with it. Um, well, with his arm, let's put it that way. As a ball swinging away from Alistair Cook, brings him forward, uh, draws him into the shot, finds the edge, it goes to second slip, and England lose their first wicket. They're six for one. Oh, that's a full delivery that's yorked Moen Ali. And that is England 23 for eight. Another duck in the scoreboard. And this is, well, by Chris's reaction, beyond hilarious now. <laughs> Well, we were thinking at that point, weren't we, that, that, that this could be the England's lowest score, because I think their lowest score before was 25? Was I think it, it was 25. Yeah. And, uh, like that, yeah. That's yeah. precisely what they would have got had um, Craig Overton not managed 33 out well, of somewhere. I was say Craig Overton, absolute class act, isn't he? <laughs> uh, wasn't used much during the summer after that, which, which is a bit harsh, isn't it? The man who stood up yeah. and be, to be counted in that test, and, yeah. and yet... Uh, he wasn't rewarded further down the line. No, it's true. It's no, true. It, 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 it was extraordinary. Trent Bolt, for the record, of course, took six for 32 
and uh, Tim Southey, a modest four for 25. Just he, the four for he would have gone home very disappointed, I suspect, with uh, yeah. with his day's work. Well, he didn't get a fiver, did he? I mean, where at least Trent did, you know, so he can say, look in, you look in the list of fivers and tenfers in matches. And uh, So, so sort of a rights. slightly serious question for you both, then. I mean, were England just battered, bruised, and generally brought down by the mauling that they had in Australia, or were they just utterly unprepared? And was it was it a bit of a shambles in preparation that, that kind of led to that horror story? Well, I think it's a bit of both. I mean, I think they were a bit battered. I, and, you know, cricket is you know it's, it's a very strange sport, and the fact that you have to be away from home for such long periods of time—I don't care who you are and what you do, even you're young or whatever—actually living out of hotels and suitcases for that long is is mentally wearing. And I think a, a, a tour of that length is. It's maybe a little bit too far. I mean, some of them got to come home, and they're the ones who yeah. probably got D-Mob happy. I mean, the Broads and Andersons and, and Cook got to come home after the, the morning in Australia. And a couple of months at home. It was winter. They probably got pissed a lot and thought, ah, oh, fuck it, you know. And then, <laughs> oh, shit, I've got to be on a plane back to New Zealand. I've got to play a couple of tests now. Well, I don't really understand that. I mean, I find that even more difficult to uh, take on board, that they, they fly 10,000 miles home. Then they've got to fly out again even further beyond Australia to New Zealand. Yeah. I just, I mean, I don't know how these guys do it, that in terms of in terms yeah, of the travel, they put the extra money in and go first class, dude, man. Well, <laughs> even so, even so, twenty four or twenty eight hours is a bloody long time yeah, in a, a tube, isn't it? When they sleep on a bed, man. Well, maybe, maybe. Do they ever spare a thought for the guys who have to stay up and ladies who stay up all night? No, commentate on them. I'll bet they don't. They don't care, do they? I'll bet they don't. But I think you're absolutely right. I think there was an, an element of. I think if you come off an Ashes series and you've been absolutely slaughtered, you know that was the highlight of the the winter. It's going to be very difficult to get yourself oh, back yeah. up. For a two-test series, I think. So I think exactly. that possibly the Especially when the you reason. come home as well. But know. that said, you don't expect them to be bowled out for 58. Uh, no, so, you don't. You you know, you, you and they did, I mean, the other thing is they did all right, and then the second test they had a chance to win it, but a wicket got dead. And, you know, there was a good, there was a good partnership that went on most of the day, and, and New Zealand got a, a, a quality draw at the end of it. It was a good test, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the beauty of it was we were there to bring every single crazy ball of it. Absolutely. As we have been for so many matches this year. Well, so 130 days. Over 130 over days. Over 130 days. And nights. And, and, nights. and, and dawns and, and dusks. <laughs> many, many days. dawns and dusks. And yeah. dawns of course, dusks. we've got the West Indies, World Cup, Ashes again. Ooh. Oh, so much. Like, so game. much to look forward there to. There is a lot to look forward to. There is a, and we will bring it to you wherever it is. Um, so that just uh, uh, coming up next will be um, Knuckles. Knuckle Pandy's review in his own uh, unique way of uh, 2018. But from the three of us, we would like to wish you all a magnificent and wonderful Chris Wokes. Goodbye. Goodbye. When Broad and Bresnan have a rest, it's Chris Wokes Day, it's Chris Wokes Day. If their names are not on the list, it's Chris Wokes Day in the morning. 2018, a year in which so many teams made progress on the field, despite and not because of those purporting to run the game. The BCCI were either asleep at the wheel or trying to ram each other off the road. Cricket Australia were trying to sandpaper over the cracks of a culture gone utterly toxic. The ECB were tying themselves in knots over whatever the hundred is or was when I pressed record. And the ICC, while they expanded T20 internationals to include every side in the world, men's and women's, condemned the next two 50-over World Cups to be 10-team closed shops. But as Jack Goldblum almost said, cricket finds a way. Bangladesh won their first ever Women's Asia Cup. In the Men's World Cup qualifier, everyone beat everyone. Literally. 
Hong Kong finished last in that World Cup qualifier, was stripped of their ODI status as a result, but a few months later qualified for the main draw of the Asia Cup, and in the first game came within a few boundaries of beating eventual champions India. The most viscerally thrilling moment of the year came in Edinburgh, where a Callum McLeod masterpiece and a nerve-jangling last over from Sufyan Sharif saw Scotland beat the greatest white ball team that England have ever assembled. The first ever standalone Women's World T20 took place just recently in the West Indies. India made their first ever semi-final, having the year before reached their first ever 50-over World Cup final, and had their own coach-captain-star player row, who said women's cricket wasn't mainstream. And Australia won playing hard cricket without ever resorting to dickheadish behaviour. Who knew? Virat Kohli rose to the top of the world even as India squandered opportunities to win series in both South Africa and England. We were thrilled by Sam Curran as England finally realised that having a lot of all-rounders is a good thing. Mohamed Abbas redefined seam bowling for the modern and even fairly ancient age. And Afghanistan and, of course, Ireland played their first ever men's test matches. The latter under the watchful eyes of guerrilla cricket and that glorious Malahide Maytime. Thank you to everyone who's uh, been part of the Guerrilla Cricket journey this year, uh, whether on air or off, uh, whether listening, uh, whether tweeting, or watching us on Facebook Live. Huge thanks. We couldn't have done any of this without you. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you all along for the ride. And join us again for 2019. Guerrilla Cricket. Revolutionary Cricket Commentary. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.